0: Well, what would you say if I said that I could bring him back? I guess I'd say I never thought of that. But alright, hold tight, you might want to stand back because one small John is coming intact. St. John Forward spitting out some more words, fully intact. Jacked ready to rap and attack. Small John on your lawn, living like a gnome. Hit you with my lyrics like a bullet to your dome. Tonight when he comes up here, he's either gonna kill or he's gonna suck. But there's no in between for Mr. John Forward. Hello there. Welcome to St. John Forward Radio. Back live in the studio. I apologize for uh, last week. Uh, if you were uh, looking for me on the internet, there was no show. Uh if you tuned into local 107.3 FM, they played something. I didn't specify, but uh I was a bit under the weather last week. I'm uh, I'm okay now. Thank you for asking. Um Still a little, uh, still a little phlegmy in the Chestel area, so, you know, I might need to hawk up something in the middle of the show, but don't you worry about that. Um, it's ni- nice to be back in the studio. Um, it's been, uh, even before last week, there was a couple of weeks where I, uh, had guests on. I had Steve Fudge, I had Matt White. Um, so, uh, this, this'll be, uh, I've, I've got some life events to ramble about myself, um, so we'll get to that in a bit. Um, notably, I guess, uh, since I've last been on the, uh, the radio, I've uh, started a new job. Well, new old job. And uh, more notably, left a previous job, which um, was not bringing me joy. So that's the, that's the main event. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But uh, anyway... This is St. John Forward Radio. I'm your host John Forward. I uh aside from doing this, I've got other I've got other shows that I do. Um if you uh if you want a more uncensored comedy version of a John Forward podcast, you can check out Four Story walk Up that I do with uh with Brian Godso and Arif Hussein. Uh two episodes of that dropped. Usually we do those bi-weekly, but uh we did two in a row um, since I'd last been here. Um, RF uh, was uh, was back to the uh, the motherland, so he wasn't available. But um, Brian and I we uh, we brought in special guest host uh, Michelle Petit, and that was pretty fun. A little bit of um, you know. Little, we we don't have the same you know three way rapport that uh, that Brian Arif and I have. So there was there was some awkward pauses at the beginning, but I think that we found our rhythm. So it's good to know we've got a we've got a backup if um, you know if somebody needs to be uh, unavailable or if uh, Brian dies of diabetes or something. Um, so uh, check that out. We've got one episode with, uh, with Michelle. We've got another one that we just recorded last Thursday with uh, RF back in the house. So check that out. You can find that. Um, there's a four-story walk-up Facebook page. There's a YouTube channel. Um, there's a Podbean, fourstorywalkup.podbean.com. I don't know the addresses for the rest of the stuff, but uh, like this show live streamed on uh facebook and youtube uh etc yes uh michelle you were it was fun your rep- your rapport was perfection um and luckily she's uh she's humble too so that's good um so yeah check check out all that stuff um if you're just listening to this you can hear it on uh, on youtube and facebook sometimes um you know, honestly, the least messed up version of the show is usually the audio version that I put out on Wednesdays at johnforward.podbean.com. Um, every now and then, there's some uh, some technical difficulties here in the studio. Um, very rarely my fault. Let's just say that. Um, but uh, typically, I at least get the sound worked out for the Wednesday version. Between... The version that gets piped out over the radio waves and the live stream over the internet, I can usually cobble together. Generally, if something gets messed up, it's not on both versions of it. So if, uh, if I'm feeling very ambitious, sometimes I'll completely swap out the audio for the video version, but that takes a lot more time, so typically if the video is messed up, I just leave it. This is just added bonus, so anyway, you can check out the Podbean version, but um, I guess before I get into um, my my situation with my life, uh, I suppose we could talk about my situation with my comedy show um just had a no jokes barred this past saturday at mcgill's um i don't know what i'm looking for it doesn't matter what the date was i think it was the 19th but that's in the past it doesn't matter um great show at mcgill's um the last the last few i've been very happy with how the shows have been going the last couple of times um I'm also happy that the bar uh, helps in the minimal way with also promoting it so it doesn't just land on my meager social media footprint. There's a little bit of a signal boost. And um, I don't know if this is new or if I just noticed it, but they somebody repainted um, there's some some cool uh, if you saw the pictures from the show there's some uh, some some nice paintings that was done on the uh, the back wall makes it a little bit more cool and psychedelic looking um, so that makes for a fun backdrop and uh, these past uh, couple of shows have been on Saturday nights which uh, I prefer um, I, I like doing the show on Saturday it gives me personally, it gives me the whole day to kind of think about what I'm going to do, and I, I tend to um, to be able to put together better material for myself when I've got kind of the day to think about what I'm going to do. Um, whereas, uh, like we we were doing them on Thursdays over the summer, and then. Uh, I think also in September for some reason. Um, mostly just lack of dates, uh, but you know, working all day and then coming in and doing the show. Also having to go home early because I got to get up and work on Friday morning, so that's a bit of a drag. So I like doing them on Saturdays. And um, again, another packed house. Uh, there were no available seats, um, which is always a, which is always a good thing. Which. Um, Means I don't need to uh, to be worried about scaring off some people that are there not contributing to the show. Um, there was a table of uh, chatty Cathys, and um, I'm not being misogynistic. Only two of them were females. Um, uh, although of the three people, you can guess which ones were talking. Um, yeah, there, there was one table at kind of the back corner that I think they were there on purpose for the show. Um, I, I know one of them better than the other three. There's a bit of drama that I'm not going to get into. In a past life... Um, and, uh, another one is somebody that I kind of, I went to high school with, um, may, uh, may actually knows the guy better than I do. And then, uh, the third one was the sister of the one that I know. And, uh, they were, um, they were being quite, uh, annoying. So I made a couple of comments, uh, during the opening set to kind of pipe them down. And they kind of were like, what do you mean us? Are we talking? And like, yep, you were, um but i don't know it's a, it's a weird thing when they when they are disrupting the show and then just pretend like they weren't um even though magically the uh and I, and I couldn't I couldn't see specifically, I think it was one of the two girls that was talking, but the way that the stage was set up, the uh, the spotlight was beaming in my eye socket so uh, I couldn't tell um, which who but anyway, normally for these things and I've talked about it on the show, I usually start out with some polite reminders that yes, in fact we can hear you and it's annoying. So please stop. Um, in this case, since I mean things could have been said, but I've got a bit of a background with one of these people, so if anybody was at the show, uh, I was even after a couple of warnings, I was still I was still pretty restrained because uh, you know typically after a couple of warnings, if it's a stranger, then uh, then I'll I'll go as hard as is necessary to uh, correct the situation, but. Given that I had a bit of a background with one of these people, um, I, I I pulled my punches pretty bad. So, um, luckily, after the first couple of warnings, they just kind of they just kind of went outside for a little bit, but then they came back in and they were chatty again. I gave them some more mild, polite grief, and they eventually left. But which which is for the best um unfortunately they did not leave any money in the bucket i mean i feel like the the people that leave because they were disrupting the show and i didn't like it they should throw some money in the bucket at least as a as a oops sorry i went to the talking show and talked bad etiquette even worse etiquette to not give us any money but it is what it is but um you know uh in, cer- in certain situations, um, I you know I, I feel like it's my privilege and honor that um, that I get to uh, shame people out the door at my comedy show without um, much. I mean so- some places, and I, I talked about this for uh, for a show that I did a couple of weeks ago that had some uh, some chatty people, and the uh, the venue was um not okay with uh, with the person running the show telling anybody to be quiet for any reason so that that really is a problem for a comedy show and uh i i get it people are paranoid you don't want to scare off the precious regulars for the sake of this you know once a month thing that who knows how successful that's going to be or how long it's going to last but uh I feel like we're in a good place with uh with mcgill's the uh the turnout is good enough that uh, if i scare away a table full of annoying people then other people will fill in their spaces and uh, it'll be a better show for everybody so that worked out for the best um but again i do feel bad if anybody was watching that and you were wondering why uh why john didn't take the knives out I'm not going to get into it, but it would it would have it would have it would have been ugly. Um, so anyway, it was uh, it was a fun show, uh, great turnout, uh, a little bit awkward. There was a band. I mean, for a long time, I've I've had to you know I prefer. To have the No Jokes Barred show run from 9 to 11, I feel like that's a good sweet spot for a comedy show. But, you know, I am certainly a reasonable man, and I'm willing to compromise. So, you know, there's there's been times where the show's been pushed up from... If it's a weeknight, I'll typically run it from, like, 8 to 10. Just, uh, you know, get everybody in bed for, uh, for school or work the next day. Um, but, uh, you know, the last little while. Whenever we've had the show on Saturdays, the uh, the bar has preferred to uh, to run the show from seven thirty to uh, to nine thirty. That way, uh, they can they can book something else to happen at ten o'clock and uh which is a good idea but it never really happened until recently i think uh i think that was this that's been the schedule for quite a while and i think it's only the most recent two shows where they've actually had something booked at 10 o'clock um so uh two months ago they had uh, they had some djs and stuff starting at 10 so there was uh we ha- we had uh, a nice uh, one foot uh, one foot off the uh, the ground, a little bit of a stage that makes things uh, slightly more uh, you know professional looking. So that was kind of cool. Um, this time there was some bands playing after us, so there was the full setup. There was like the whole drum kit set up behind us, and then just roughly 45 guitar pedals that were on the ground that uh i was very worried that somebody was going to trip over and break something but luckily we navigated well and um everybody had uh had fun sets we had a we had a couple of uh people making their no jokes barred debuts uh stephanie jack she's uh she's local she's been making her rounds around the uh the local uh open mics. I don't think I've seen her perform before uh, Before this past weekend. She did good. Uh, Chris Roy came down from uh, from Moncton. I never met him before. I think he was at the uh, Chatty Moncton show I did a couple of weeks ago, but we didn't really talk much. But uh, anyway, that was a good show. And then, um, you know, some of the usual suspects also um austin hill i don't even remember the last time that he's been on he hosts a show at the five and dime which there's one coming up this wednesday the 23rd at the five and dime i'm not on it but check it out those shows are fun um so yeah austin was on um michelle says stephanie jack i must have said something else um anyway and then you know some of the usual suspects who all uh who all did as expected they were great um michelle you don't need to keep posting people's names i've already said them um but anyway it was a fun show um didn't stick around i was kind of i like seeing live music so um kind of uh oh okay michelle was tagging people so that they would listen um so, yeah they don't they don't show up as tags on my end it just looks like you're commenting people's names um, so yeah I, I, I kind of if I didn't have anything else to to do I kind of would have uh, would have stuck around to uh... <laughs> oh, okay we've got this helpful comment we've got private dating chat girls on YouTube thank you oh, oh there oh now we're just getting spammed Um... So anyway, I was kind of curious to uh, to check out the music, but uh, Arif Hussein was uh, was heading up to uh, to meet up with uh, with somebody else and invited me to uh, to come along. So everybody was kind of uh, leaving McGill's, so I went up and uh, met up with uh, with Arif, who uh, we did the podcast last week, but you know we didn't get to have uh, a non. Publicly recorded conversation, so that was fun. Ran into some uh, other friends at the at uh, the Big Tide when I met up with RF that I wasn't expecting to see. So quick little hello to them on the way in and out. So that was fun. But uh, anyway, I'm uh, I'm happy with the state of No Jokes Bard, and I think everybody who performs on the show is also happy with the state of No Jokes Bard. Um, still some people that, uh, have either never signed up or used to, but stopped since COVID for who knows many, many reasons. But, uh, and you know, there's a lot of those people that don't sign up for my show if they run their own shows. Some of them I'm not allowed to do. And to be honest, when I hear stories about those shows, kind of crap is what i hear that's that's word on the street um so i mean when i hear about that i'm like oh man i wish i could do some of these shows but then i'm like and then i hear people talk about actually being on those shows and i'm like ah okay i mean i'll still do them if offered but uh doesn't sound like I'm missing much, but uh, anyway, spread the word about No Jokes Bard. Tell your friends about this fantastic show that you saw or performed on or heard about, and uh, make them jealous that they are choosing not to sign up for mine. I've got a very short list of people that are not allowed to to do mine. I think the list has two people on it, and if you know, you know. But uh, anyway... Um, let's, let's take a musical break, and then I'll talk about some work stuff. Let's, uh, let's, let's do some Wu-Tang, I think, this is appropriate. Um, this is, uh, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with, uh, but, uh, this is the, the, uh, hard rock remix off the Loud Rocks, uh, compilation, which is... Um, a pretty solid, uh, album I used to really like in 2021. It's got kind of uh, a mixture of, of metal bands with, uh, with rappers, which, I mean, sounds like new metal, but it's not. Some of it is, some of it is, but, uh, there's a bunch of Wu-Tang songs on it. Um, this one is with, uh, Todd Morello and Chad Smith from Rage Against the Machine. Um, Wu-Tang's also, anyway, Loud Rocks, look it up, it's on, uh. It's on Spotify. There's lots of good combos on there. But uh, for now, much like the No Jokes Bard clan, Wu-Tang clan ain't nothing to fuck with on St. John Forward Radio. Tiger Style. Tiger Style. Tiger Style. Tiger Style. (laughs) Showgun, fill up the air we ain't in fuck with the stop fuck Who can't we ain't in way. If you want beef we the Who can't fuck Straight from the Who need to the groove I and I'm forced to carries like the pickup truck Cross the See, to shine and see, I slam tracks like quarterbacks, sacks from LT, why I try and test, as blessed since the birth, I earth slam your best, I base the cake, then take the cake and eat it too, with my crew, we had state to stay, man, if you want beefing, play no ruckus, Wu-Tang's man ain't nothing to fuck with, straight from the motherfuckers, love their busters, wu tank man ain't nothing to fuck with, ah! I'm into a fork in the road, which way they go, just yes, follow. Mep is the legend, niggas a sleepy hollow. And that I'm a hard act to follow. I dealt for burlows, Bogart, and coming on through niggas. It's like, oh my God, that's you. who take Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang 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 Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. welcome back to st john forward radio i'm john forward your titular host that was uh tom morello and chad smith with uh wu-tang clan telling us that they ain't nothing to fuck with so um anyway i uh as as alluded to at the beginning of the show i'm uh, feeling pretty good about the way things are going. Um, you know, no jokes Barred's going pretty well. Uh, might as well throw in a quick. Uh, we're talking comedy. I've got. Um, what do I got? I'm. Uh, I'm opening for Scott Falconbridge at uh, Punchlines Comedy Club on Saturday, December third. You can check that out. Um, still not sure what set I'm going to do. I had kind of one planned that I was that I did at No Jokes Barred that. Uh, well, it's it's actually kind of the story of uh, me going to that Incubus concert back in uh, August that I told on the radio show. Um, I like the story, but in its current form, it's it's missing a little something. So I might need to go back to the well. I've 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 dusted off a couple of old bits in the last um, the last couple of months and they're fun so I think I think I'll mix uh, mix like an old tried and true bit with uh, maybe some brief new stuff so looking forward to that um, <coughs> excuse me uh, don't know when the December no jokes bard show is gonna be I'm gonna have to uh, reach out December is usually complicated because they uh, they like to save those prime spots for uh people paying money to rent the bar out for uh for christmas parties and such understandable so we'll see uh we'll see what scraps are left for old no jokes Bard, and then hopefully back to normal third saturday of the month starting again in january but december to be announced um but anyway that's what's going on with comedy um. So since uh, since I've last been on the radio, I have uh, I have since uh, completed my uh, tenure at my previous job that I'd been at for uh, for a little over five years, and uh, started this new one, which is something that I that I did many many years ago. There were reasons why I left back then. The situation with that job hasn't really changed. I've still got the same concerns that I used to, but uh, I have changed a little bit, so. My uh, my outlook as a human being has changed a little bit, so. I think, uh, anyway, this is the right thing for me right now. Um, but um, this isn't really uh, a story of me getting a new job. Um, that's kind of... Like for me in the story of my life, this is uh, this is an important uh, transition, mostly just because uh, of the job that I left more than the one that I've I've taken on. Just because I don't know, it's uh, I don't think I've I'm I'm, almost, I'm turning forty in a few weeks, and um, I don't know if uh, if five years is my breaking point with any job. Um, this original one that i've since come back to i don't think i quite did that for a full five years when i first started but it was something like that but then uh so just backstory i guess career wise so this uh this job that i'm doing now it's what i went to university for and um the time that i left it was kind of uh it was kind of unstable you had to kind of work a bit of uh i'm being vague um you, you had to kind of work in the in a more uh, temporary day-to-day location to location basis for a while and uh, even even once I got in with uh, with an extended contract, it was still kind of a a one year at a time situation and um, I really hated having to even in the best case scenario, it seemed like for at least, Several years, best case scenario, I would get like a one year contract and then have to kind of go through the whole process again at the end of each year. And I really, really hated having to do job interviews and apply for jobs and stuff. Um, now, since I have been on the other side of the job interview table and I'd been conducting interviews for the past five years, I can assure you that's way worse. Um, and, uh, so, so anyway, I left, I left my, uh, my original, um, profession, I guess, that I went to school for, uh, hoping for some, for some more stability, and, um, it it was kind of, uh, it was kind of a tough thing, because, uh, at a certain point, I decided to, uh, to walk away from this whole thing, but, um... Finding a new job with this particular training in your background is kind of dicey because everybody knows, at least at the time, kind of the the up and down nature of it. And uh, a lot of people in my shoes, that's still the end goal to do that full time for the rest of their lives. So if you've got that on your resume, that's a bit of a red flag to, uh, to employers because it doesn't really bode well for your longevity, because most people with that background, they may take a job here and there, but the moment that something from the original thing pops up, then they're out the door. Uh, for me at that time, um, just about 10 years ago, yeah, it was 2012, um, I had to, when I was doing those interviews, I was, I was going around and basically making my case, I know I've got this on my resume, and most people in my situation are looking to, to do that, but I want to do something else, and here's why, and uh, it, was, it was a bit of a tough sell, so uh, I, I eventually got a job with um, with a trucking company, which is owned by the... Um, the uh, our, What's the opposite of benevolent? Malevolent? Or malevolent overlords with uh, JDI. And um, that job, it was interesting. G- going into into that, it's a completely different field than what I was used to. It is kind of, I was a cog in a corporate machine. And um, it's it started out particularly bad, I think, for the first full year that I was in that job. um, because I just, I wanted to get a job. I wanted something stable and steady that paid a decent amount of money and had, you know, some security to it. So, I was working, my shift for this job was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Every weekend for an entire year. Um, Definitely took a toll on my social life. Um definitely took a, a toll i was with may at the time still but uh, i i don't imagine it it didn't really help our relationship just being on completely different schedules like that um i was uh working every weekend is a bit of a problem um it's also like at the time i was turning 30 so that's that's around when uh, when people start kind of growing up and starting families and stuff, and they kind of drop off the social scene anyway. Um, but me, that on top of me having to work every weekend, certainly, you know, there's that's tough on a friendship. And uh, there, there's a lot of people that uh, that my relationship with them as friends, I don't think ever really recovered from just not being available and that was around the same time that i was starting comedy so and especially back then this was when uh when old shane ogden would put you on a show and he'd be harassing you constantly to help like actually physically sell tickets which i'm glad is not the case anymore so i mean not being available on weekends and then the odd time where i am out on a weekend i'm also kind of shilling comedy club tickets not a good look um, it's nine thirty-five. I should remind you that um, some of you are listening to local one hundred seven point three here at the uh, the lovely University of New Brunswick, Saint John campus. Um. So anyway, I took I took this job working all weekends, which was rough. But uh, I mean, a big part of I mean, I didn't have a lot of options. This this was. I don't think I said no to anybody. This was just the first place that made me an offer, Um, but I I took that job and I was kind of looking forward to it. Partially because the guy that hired me, the uh, the manager, um, I I really felt like, uh, and you know, maybe this is some misplaced whatever, but he had a bit of kind of a dad vibe, and like he, it kind of, I felt like. This guy saw something in me, and he was taking me under his wing. Like he, the I don't know. Maybe he's just a good salesman. Um, but this this manager that hired me, at least he sold me on the idea that like I know you don't really have a lot of uh, a lot of experience in this industry. Which I mean, I can tell a, I can tell a decent story. I mean, and it's not completely. BS, but I mean, if you, if you, any job, you learned things that can be applied to different jobs. So there's, there's a bit of an art to, uh, yes, this is what I used to do, but here's why this can apply to this new situation. I think I'm pretty good at doing that in an interview. Um, but, uh, I felt like this guy kind of, uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're starting you off with this, uh, with this weekend shift work, but, you know, we're going to develop you. I've, I've got big plans. I don't know if he literally said, I've got big plans for you, but that's what I felt like. Uh, unfortunately, that guy got a promotion and was no longer my manager within a couple of months of me starting. So, so now I was in a situation where I was working every single weekend and also the new manager was not good. Did not get along with that guy. Um... And, you know, eventually they, they restructured the schedule so that I was working every other weekend, which is slightly less bad. Um, but still, working when most of the world is working Monday to Friday, working weekends kind of sucks. Uh, and also, uh, again, it was, there were, some, there were some good things that came out of it. Actually, I started comedy. Because this was back in the uh, the music open mic days, because I used to, when I was working the weekends, I'd work Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, so no work in the middle of the week. So I used to, I had a, a crew of people that would go out, and I did a lot of drinking on Tuesday nights, and going down to, uh, to McGill's, actually, for the, uh, I think it was still called Cougars back then. But uh, the Tuesday night uh, acoustic open mic, that's where I kind of started this phase of the comedy career. Um, so did that, but uh, and then eventually, a couple, three years into that, I got a promotion to, uh, I, was, I was a fleet manager, so I had a group of uh, 25 to 30 trucks at any given point, and just I was kind of the contact person between the company and the drivers. Um And then after after a certain point, they they wanted to shift me back to uh, to work in nights and weekends, which I was not interested in. Um, Part of it was because they never really were able to find somebody that was any good to kind of stick around in the old uh, shift work position that I had been doing. So I think they wanted me to go back to doing that because I was good at it and they had a hard time finding somebody else. Um, and also because I didn't get along with my manager. So I think part of it was kind of a screw you, John. Um, anyway, I did not go along with it. They gave me like six weeks notice that this, that my shift was going to change. I was, and I, I talked about that on the, uh, on the show around the time. If you want to go back to, uh, I don't know, it's spring 2017, six, 16, somewhere around there. I uh, had a really good, um, I think I had a good episode with uh, Ian with Esty back then, talking about just corporate shadiness, um, but I was going to uh, just call their bluff, and I was just going to keep showing up for my Monday to Friday job, even after it had been eliminated, assuming that they would either just back down, or they would have to fire me and pay me out a severance, and I could collect EI. I certainly wasn't gonna voluntarily quit and just be screwed Um, I ended up uh, I ended up taking another temporary job just for that summer that I thought if things if worse came to worse maybe I I actually I talked about that too so I, I spent a summer working at the YMCA in the summer of 2017 which was a terrible experience um, which I, I talked about quite extensively on the radio show. Um, but I, th- I thought that would be maybe a foot in the door with maybe something else with the YMCA organization, or maybe it would also be kind of a foot back in the door for my original career if, uh, if I wanted to do that. But then uh, I ended up getting um, a call for the, uh, the job that I just left, um, I started that in September twenty seventeen. Um, it was a uh, it was it was for a nonprofit company, which I really liked the idea of um, having gone from you know kind of a, a public institution to uh, to like an evil corporation going into a, a nonprofit seemed like a good idea Um, felt like I was uh, I was contributing something to the world Um, the money was decent Um, turns out I don't know if this is a case across the board but um, sometimes uh, the people in charge at those nonprofit companies uh, it's not not the cream of the crop exactly Um, I made a comfortable living in my position but uh, I assume everybody who was doing the same job from me all the way up to the top of the company if they were doing those same jobs in a private for-profit industry everybody would probably be making double so i mean there is some allure to the the kind of it's a it's a good thing for humanity but um money talks and uh the the best people were not uh were not in that organization so um i i liked the basic broad strokes of what i was doing um but it's just it's a very badly managed company and it has been as long as i've been there but it's just getting progressively worse and having over the past five years that i've been there i've had conversations with many people who have been in the company for a good long time and it sounded like it's always kind of been this way and uh yeah things um i mean when i first started i really i really genuinely enjoyed it but um just things started adding up that uh, that made me kind of progressively more and more unhappy over the years um, I think the first sign of bad things was uh when we had our first, uh, like I was, I, I was in charge of New Brunswick at my previous position, and then once a year we used to have a meeting uh, in Halifax where all of the uh, the Atlantic people would get together. So the New Brunswick person, the Newfoundland person, the Nova Scotia person, we'd all get together and have some meetings, and uh, there would also be some of the uh, the upper Toronto management people would come in, and this was really. The only time that I've ever been like in a room with these people, so should be a good opportunity for some feedback and you know having more of a more of a direct line to the people in charge. I remember um, that first year, a couple of times it 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 became very clear to me that uh, this company. Does not value realistic feedback. They kind of want a yes man, and that's that's very difficult for me. Um, so, well, first off, we. I, I remember one of the things. Uh, there, there was a new guy at the top that started at the company a couple of months after I did, and he's got a lot of big ideas, not good ones. Um, and one of these big ideas was, uh, all of the managers had to, on our own time, read this business ebook book. I forget what it's called, but it was, it's basic. it was written by the president of Yum Foods, which is, like, the food part of Pepsi, I think. I think they do, like, KFC and Doritos or something. And just a really cheese ball business book like exactly what you think it is and um not very good and also um well we'll get to it the uh the big boss man whose idea this whole thing was he shows up at this meeting and one of the things he wants to know is hey what would you guys think of that awesome book that i had you read and me being me um Instead of just like, oh, it was great, thank you for the opportunity of letting me take all that time of my own time to read this stupid book. Um, I tried to be productive about it and my feedback, constructive. Um, I said it was interesting, but, or well, actually, one thing that comes to mind as an example from this book is uh, this guy's talking about him and a bunch of other suits, went to they're looking for new product ideas and almost certainly this story is complete fabrication because it's ridiculous but um as written in the book this group of stuffy business suit men um they all just go for a walk around the the local grocery store so that they can you know get some ideas and they see somebody who's like oh look at that Ranch dressing on the shelf. That's a popular item. Hmm. I wonder what we can do with that. And then Cool Ranch Doritos was born from that fateful day at the... Which uh, I'm almost certain didn't happen. If it did, I don't care. Um, So my feedback was, was it was an interesting book. But it would have been more useful if we had read a book that was, I mean, uh, from an industry more similar to ours. We were in a, clo- a donation-based nonprofit reading a book about fast food brands. And as like I said, there, like there's, I'm in, in my position, I don't. I can't go to the grocery store and come up with some awesome idea for a new product to entice my customers. That's not really a thing. Um, So anyway, that, uh, that feedback was, uh, was not appreciated. Um, Hello, Shane. Um, And uh, not only like in the moment, even when I gave my, the book was interesting, but it would have—I would have preferred if it was one that was more similar to our industry, which I thought was a pretty reasonable thing to say. Right away, one of the other managers looked at me and be like, "Woof, that was honest." And I'm like, "Man, if you think that's me being too blunt, strap in. Um, that was me behaving myself." And even in the moment, there was like, a, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe this guy answered a question." In a way that wasn't like, "Yay, that's the best book I ever read." Um, and then uh, I also, after the fact, I got I got a stern talking to my by my direct manager about how you know that you know this is neither the time or the place for that kind of feedback, Um so. I mean, I feel like it's exactly the time and the place for that kind of uh, feedback. But, again, this is this is a company that values, that really wanted me to be a yes man. And, I mean, I, I'm more comfortable being a yes man if the person I'm saying yes to has good ideas. That was not the case here. Um, but uh, s- separate from my scolding, um, my, my manager kind of... This, this new guy in charge, he popped in to give his little spiel. Um, he told us this nonsense. Okay, I, I worked for a, a, a company that deals in diabetes. And uh, this guy told us about how he had diabetes and he cured his own diabetes using intermittent fasting. He would only eat like certain days of the week or something which i mean i'm not super up on the current medical stuff but it sounded like a bunch of pseudoscience nonsense um and the head guy in the company is telling us this and also in his little get to know you powerpoint he spent a good long time talking about how he makes his own kombucha which, if you like... I have I went through a, a brief phase of... Uh, I tried out the kombucha thing. First one that I bought, I actually called to get a refund because I thought that it had gone bad. Turns out, that's just how it's supposed to be. Um, I've, I've since realized... like, I mean, I'm not saying I'll never drink kombucha again. The health benefits are pretty dubious from what I've gathered. Follow the science, everybody. Um... So anyway, when when my direct boss asked us as a group, hey, what do you think of the new guy, the new boss in town? I was like, well, this kombucha thing, it sounds, I mean, I've heard that it doesn't actually have the health benefits that people talk about. So I hope this isn't a guy who likes to do things that feel like they're a good idea, but don't actually accomplish anything. And it turns out that I was spot on in that initial assessment. So the cor- the course of over these past several years has been a whole lot of hey, this is my new good stupid idea. Everybody do it and if you don't like it or it's not working, I don't want to hear about it. And that's that's how things have gone. I I I think I the following year after that, I had another meeting where he was there and I also gave some honest feedback that was not appreciated and I got my wrist slapped, which <sighs> I don't like being scolded as an adult, especially if I'm if I'm if somebody asks me a question, I'm gonna answer it. And I mean I wasn't I wasn't being I was I was I I used all the diplomacy that I could muster, which is not not enough, obviously. Um but uh yeah just Over the years, it's been a constant, constant, constant stream of, hey, here's the new stupid thing that's going to waste all kinds of time and not accomplish anything good for the company, but it's going to make your job more difficult. Everybody in the company, except for me, it seems, was like, "Ah, okay, and they just do it. That's what they want. I was like, "Ah." and I'd be like, okay, hey, why... If, if I'm going to spend this many hours per week on this project, what is the end goal? What do we get out of this? Nobody had an answer for me. It all just came down to because I said so. Sometimes the idea was so bad and such a pain in my ass that I would sit down I've got a math background. I know how to do numbers and graphs and stuff. I'll sit down and be like, okay, this is what it's going to cost to do that, and this expense and that, and this is what we'll probably get in return. Look at that. Losing money. We're a nonprofit, not a negative profit. Why are we doing this if it's going to make my life more difficult, it's going to make everyone who works for me, their lives more difficult, and we're going to lose money. I send that off. I'm like, hey, everybody above me. Turns out doing this terrible thing that I don't want to do anyway is a really objectively bad idea. Here's exactly why. And then they're just like, oh, well, you know, this person up at the top, they didn't just decide all willy-nilly. There's bigger-pictured things to... What is the bigger picture? Turns out bigger picture is because we said so. And it's... It's been a rough go for five years. I tried everything that I could to make my situation better. I tried just sucking it up and just doing what I was told. I don't have it in me. I tried, hey, this seems like a good idea, but here are some other things that we should maybe consider. Nope, just do what you're told. And... Um, I didn't get a raise for a full four years for dubious reasons, and it wasn't just me. It was just, this is a company that decides, you know what? We're not doing as well as we thought, so screw you, everybody who works here. Um, Bad idea. I got got a decent raise this past. I got like a 12% raise at the beginning of 2022, which was pretty good run some numbers that works out to just a 2.9% raise every year since then, minus several thousands of dollars more that I would have earned over the years in the meantime. So it's like, it's an okay raise that I would have gotten anyway, if the company wasn't had bad priorities. Um, I, I, I I tried to, to do better. This is a company that, rewards incompetence and punishes people that know what they're doing. There was a guy that I worked with for most of it who had been with the company for 10 years. He used to be a driver and literally got a DUI on the way home from a party and instead of getting fired, got promoted to an office job and did a terrible job across the board. Uh eventually was promoted to my position. And, um, just, uh, failed upwards for a while. When I got hired, I was, they were like, oh, and by the way, the previous manager is still going to be there. That'll be helpful. And I'm like, well, that's awkward. Did this guy just get demoted? And they're like, no, no, no. He chose to step back down. Turns out he was demoted. I found out years later and should have just been fired and was laid off over COVID. They tried to bring him back after COVID, and I put my foot down and insisted not. I shouldn't have had to do that. Their company... uh, Anyway, it's bad news. Bad news. All of it's been bad. Um, I've been applying for other jobs over the years. I've gotten close a couple of times, but it just having that bit of light at the end of the tunnel just made the current situation that much more bad. So at a certain point, uh, like six months ago, people that I know that are still in the biz have told me, Hey, if you want to come back, there's lots of work to go around. And, uh, and, uh, yes, they are hiring Shane, but stay, f- don't run away. <laughs> don't do it. Um, So this, this old industry that I was in, people told me like, Hey, you know what? There's lots of work. And, um, I decided to, to give my notice at the current job and roll the dice on the old thing. The old thing, there are some trade-offs. I'm going to be making less money. I'm going to have way less stability. There's very little security in this new thing, but, um, it's much easier uh, it's less hours. I mean, my my day to day at the new job ranges from kind of fun to boring. Old job ranged from boring to terrible to I want to kill myself. So this is a better situation, um, but it is more inconsistent. I get more. I get lots of time off. Unfortunately, not paid. Um, also, when I was sick last week. I had to take a couple of days off work unpaid. Um, so it does have its downsides. Luckily I'm with i I'm with a lady with a, with a decent job. Um, and, uh, she can, uh, I mean, I don't think I'm going to need her to support me, but I do have a bit of a cushion if I need it. So anyway, I, I am very, 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 very happy to have left the previous thing. Not sure how happy I am with the new thing, but it's not bad so far. And... Uh I'm looking forward to what the future brings. So, anyway. Um, That's the show. It's 9.59. This has been St. John Forward Radio. Live most Monday nights from 9 till 10 p.m. Here on Local 107.3 FM. On uh, Facebook, John Forward Comedy. On YouTube, also John Forward Comedy. Go to johnforward.com. It's got all the links to all the stuff. Thank you for listening. And uh, no, thank you, Shane. I'm not going to be a professional thief for the government. Anyway, good night. Where's the outro? There it is. No, that's not the one. Where's my outro? There it is.